1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Megan. Are you in the mood to talk about failed love?
0: No, I'm already embarrassed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's February, and, you know, everyone is talking about romance this month, and we figured why not take this topic to new embarrassing heights by talking about the failed romances of our lives, specifically of our early days, and I think it's safe to say all of those romances failed since we are not, you know, married to any of the people that we had major crushes on in uh, elementary school or middle or high school, right? I, I actually
0: would love to hear from anyone who is married to a crush from, let's say, sixth grade or lower. I'm sure we have a listener out there. Um, I'm sure we I'm have, sure. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots of people who marry their high school sweethearts, but that would be actually amazing if you are currently uh romantically involved with someone you've had a crush on since earlier than sixth grade, I would love to hear from you.
1: (laughs) I I would too. And it's funny, I was saying, you know, we were trying to decide like whether we should use real names or not. And I just stuck with first names for elementary and no names at all for high school because I'm Facebook friends with most of my high school crushes. And you know, I still run into them from time to time. I don't live that far away from where I went to high school but I'm even Facebook friends with one of my elementary school crushes that I'm going to talk about today. So I kept it to first names only. Um, although in my mind, the first and last names are like, they're just linked. Yeah. <laughs> like I can like, never, you know,
0: yeah, they go together. Yeah. Well,
1: and you moved
0: right after elementary school or a couple times in junior high, whereas I, we were talking about this before we recorded. I went to high school all the way through junior high and high school through the same public school system. So Unless someone moved away, my elementary school cr- uh, crushes were still s- floating around somewhere in high school, and I moved back to my hometown this summer. So I-, I may be very anonymous. I feel I feel a little bit like someone could be listening, or a friend. Yeah, you're the one. Like- the-
1: yeah, I-, I actually might send this episode to the the boy that I was really good friends with in like fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, and just let him listen because I think he would think it was really funny at this point. I mean, I haven't seen him in thirty years but you're right. I moved away. Like I moved when I was 12 from that district. Right. Um, and never went even back to visit really. So like have not seen this person now in 30 years. So to me, that's funny. Whereas if it was someone I was in high school with that, I just ran into at a reunion like a year ago, that would feel a little too close it's to a, home little, me, so. a little
0: cringy. And with <laughs> siblings too. Like I definitely yes. know people where I still know their siblings, or maybe my brother was really good friends with one of them. Like, it feels a yeah. little, I, I I might have to use code names. We'll see. It'll be spontaneous. That's
1: okay. <laughs> that is okay. Okay, well, before we take a break, um, let's just have like an opening, let's set the stage, right? Okay, so I want to hear, and I'll go first on this one, but first of all, what age your first crush was? And then were you the kind of little girl, Sarah, who easily formed romantic attachments? I know some girls are boy crazy. Some girls are specifically crazy for like certain people and have those romantic crushes like that last a long time. And some just don't really seem to care um, about romance at all. So I will go first. I was quite precocious uh, in this (laughs) regard. So I very specifically remember getting in trouble for chasing boys on the playground in kindergarten and threatening to kiss them. And then I think if I caught them, I just like threw them on the ground because there was no way I was actually going (laughs) to kiss them. And so that's my earliest memory. But then my mom told me um, when I was like 20 that when I was three years old, I got caught more than once sneaking out of the house when I was supposed to be napping to go visit my friend Billy down the street. I was sneaking out to go (laughs) visit a boy when I was three years old. But like, I guess I was never like the flavor of the month kind, right? So I liked... Um, boys, apparently from being like a toddler on. And I always had a major crush. Um, But I was a really late bloomer when it came to doing anything about it. I didn't date much in high school. I was really bad at flirting. I I think I still am. Um, I was kind of afraid of anyone actually touching me. So when it came to like when actually people started having legit boyfriends, that's when the whole thing fell apart for me because I was like, oh, no, no, no. no this I, is not- I don't no, no. I don't want them to touch me or anything. I just want to like them. Right. And so then after that, it kind of became well, actually, the whole time I was always the girl who would fall for my best buddy. And oh. then I would just, you know, slowly languish in agony because most of the time either they didn't feel the same way back or like I did not know how to to pull that out of them like there was just it was like ships passing in the night so I had a lot of like unrequited love or or seemingly unrequited love which maybe if I'd had more game would not have been unrequited
0: and requited
1: yeah Yeah, is that I guess that's the word right but that was the story of my life um yeah basically throughout well most of it (laughs) so
0: what about you I love this so much already um, it occurred to me, just as we launched in, that usually in a More Than Mom episode, we take a quick moment to let people know that this is a parenting show, but every other Sunday we drop <laughs> an episode that's not about parenting. So we forgot. For yes. the, for the <laughs> two of you who just happened upon this episode as your very first one, welcome. This is the Mom Hour. You are in the right place. And our More Than Mom series tends to be about things like this. So moving on, um, I also had lots of crushes. I my first memory of a crush is in kindergarten and we moved to Santa Barbara halfway through my kindergarten year and his name was Eddie and he left I think after that year which is the only reason I'll say his name and I don't remember much but I was new to the school I didn't know anybody and I found a crush right away and I think he was very like boisterous and maybe even got in trouble a little Um, so he was like a larger like a class clown type of personality. But my mom tells a story of a little boy who had a crush on me in earlier than this. So we moved when I was in kindergarten. Before that, we lived in Oregon and I was in preschool and there was a little boy who built me like, I don't know, my mom always corrects me in person when I get stories wrong. So now I'm like, like, now I'm like, okay, she's going <laughs> to tell me next week that this is wrong. But my memory of the story is that he kind of built a big contraption. Like he was in the wood shop with his dad. We're like four. And, like, nailed a bunch of boards <laughs> together and painted them. And it was, like, big. <laughs> I'm like dying. As, like, this is so adorable. <laughs> like, as big as, like, a, a small child. You know, if you picture just haphazardly yeah. nailing a bunch of boards together and then slapping some paint on them and then brought it to my house and gave it to me. And my mom says that I was, like, had no idea what to do. Like, oh, thank you. Oh, and I'm sure his mom was, like, goodness. he made this for Sarah. So I don't remember that as well, but I do remember having crushes for sure from kindergarten on and later in the show, it will become a recurring theme that I really had one crush from like first grade through sixth grade
1: <laughs> with a, few, oh my with a gosh. few
0: deviations. So to answer your question, like I definitely locked in on a crush. Um, but as you were talking, I thought about, um, I think I often was the buddy whose buddy had a crush on me. Does that make sense? Like you fell for your guy friends. I think my guy yeah. friends, not every time by any means, I'm not trying to like, put myself on a pedestal, but I think it was more likely that I thought we were just friends and then someone maybe had a crush on me. That was a little later on, more like junior high. So yes, I had young crushes. I stuck with the same one for most of elementary school and I, I was pretty loyal, I think is the answer to that question.
1: Okay. So I think that's so funny because while I definitely always had like a best guy friend who I fell for, I also often had best guy friends who fell for me. The thing is, I just didn't care because I was looking at the guy I was into, right? Right. So like, it didn't even occur to me to think about it. And then like years later, I would find out and be like, what, really? I had no idea. And sometimes I'll look back and think, had I known, would I have given any of those guys a shot? Mm. And I actually think I would have. Much as if the guys I liked had known, maybe they would have given me a shot. You know, there's so much that happens at those young ages. That's all about being so afraid um, to put your feelings out there. And like, you know, it's like a stuff of a movie where like they wait a little too late and you make your move a little too late or like the timing is wrong or you should have asked the guy to dance and then said your friend got there first or whatever. And then like and that's history. And I think we probably all have so many stories like that, um, whether they would have been ones that would have you know, made any difference in our lives or just a, right. a story to tell. Mine, I think, was always like the story of not getting the guy that I wanted while probably I play into other guys' stories of me being the girl they wanted, right. if that makes yeah. sense. Well,
0: and think yeah. about how much <laughs> our friends in those young ages uh, influenced. Like, I feel like the experience of having a crush when you're, say, elementary and early junior high is very much enhanced, validated and influenced by your your friend circle and for me that would have yeah. been girlfriends but it could be it could be like girlfriends guy friends because they kind of egg you on that's who you talk about it with if someone else has a crush on the same person you got to go a different route your friends are often yeah. the ones that like communicate the back and forth so it's like there almost are no crushes without peer influence which is really interesting You're cause right. at least my experience later in life is that that drops off quite a bit. Like you might share a little bit with your closest girlfriend, but like you are courting largely, you know, on your own. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm yeah. making broad sweeps here, but it feels like friend, my friends are inextricably linked to my memories of having crushes um, because that's how we processed it.
1: So what I think is really funny about that for me is that in elementary school, my crushes were pure, like they were not influenced by friends whatsoever. I just didn't have the kind of friend group that talked a lot about boys. And I was also really young for my grade, Um, like really young. So my friend, like my female friends, that just wasn't some, we just, it it was, I was on a very different wavelength. So I mostly kept my crushes close in my heart Mm, and they were just for me and they, and they were not boys that other girls would have chosen for me. I don't think Um, they were, like I said, usually my buddies and in middle school, I tried to still have my own opinion about boys. And found that that was not okay. <laughs> mm. Like, I was not allowed to have my own opinion about boys anymore because everybody else had such a strong opinion about the boys that I liked that, like, it actually ended up... I, there was actually some really nice boys that I was attracted to or liked that my friends basically just shut down on my behalf from, like, between the ages of, like, 12 and 16. Oh, yeah, I just that think that is sad. You know? Yeah. It is sad. And I think I was super impressionable. But, like, there is a purity to those early crushes for me where I'm like, I just really, for whatever reason... Yeah. You liked, liked that, that boy, person. yeah. And why? Why I do not know. Um, proximity, you know, <laughs> uh, familiarity. Maybe. I maybe they liked me first. I really don't remember that well, but like, I just think that's such a like a little golden time when nobody was really influencing how I felt about anybody. It was much later that that happened, and I remember it being a bummer on several occasions liking someone and feeling like I couldn't like them because they didn't like pass the friend test. Yeah, that
0: is, And that stinks. But I think
1: it's it's universal though. It's just just how being a teenager is, unfortunately. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, Sarah, so when we're going to really dig into the embarrassing stuff, I thought it might be fun just to kind of go chronologically through the crushes and boyfriends. We remember, and I know you're a little... um I don't know, skeptical about naming skittish about naming them by name because they'll all know about it and then they'll talk about you. Um, But like just some details that you know. And then you don't have to include every single one. Like if you were someone who had lots of crushes, like I don't feel like we have to, you know, dig into that bag, the bag of tricks that deeply, but just the highlights. Um, And we're not going to talk about celebrity crushes right now. That is like a completely separate thing that we'll talk about later. I just want to know people you knew in real life that you developed crushes on and when?
0: Okay, well, mine might be kind of short because as I mentioned, I was quite loyal in elementary school. Um, But I had a little crush in kindergarten that I explained and I don't know where he went. I think he moved on to another school. Um, And then I had, oh, Eddie. And then I had my main crush from first grade through let's say fifth because that whole time I had one crush. Everybody knew that was my crush. Um, It was eventually requited I will say in fifth grade, I know we're going to talk about Valentine's day a little later Mm -hmm. on, so I'll save that Mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. Um, but during that time I did not really waver except I remember like almost a crush within a crush. It was like, I was like a monogamous, you know, eight year old where I like had the boy that I liked and my friends knew I liked him and each of us kind of liked someone else. And then within that, sometimes there'd be like a few months. I remember like a new kid from Chicago his name was Mark and I don't know where he went either so I'll mention his name and he sat next to me and he had the funniest Chicago accent cuz I had never heard he was like mom like the like the really flat a's and uh funny later I ended up in Chicago but I had never heard anybody talk like that I thought it was so funny and he was adorable and he sat next to me so I would almost have like Little crushes, but I stayed loyal to my main crush until about fifth grade when it was requited. And in fifth grade, I went from not being very sought after on the elementary school crush list to being quite popular for a very short amount of time. Probably the most popular I've ever been in my life was fifth grade.
1: Well, I know why you were adorable. I've seen pictures of you from then, so... (laughs)
0: Well, I um I have this memory actually of one of the boys not my crush but coming up to me and saying that they had discussed it the boys and that I was somehow ranked number 2. I don't know if that was like in looks or I don't know. It's terrible now. That's that's terrible. But I it's a memory well, it is, but-
1: but you probably got a little boost out of that, right? Yeah, I
0: was like, hey, number two, not
1: bad. <laughs> in not what? Not bad. In what? In... <laughs> <laughs> Overall dateability oh, among, yes. you know, fifth, fifth grade, grade
0: boys. Um, And so yeah. I guess I'll I'll just finish up by saying I had that one long crush the whole time. It was requited in a very innocent, like, fifth grade way that I'll talk about later. And then I did have two sixth grade crushes fit like later fifth, sixth grade crushes that were different. So I think by the end of elementary school, I was finally moving on. And um, and then in junior high, I had lots of crushes. So,
1: yeah. So I think this is really funny. This this whole like you had your steady crush and then you had your alternates. Yeah. Um, because I had that same thing. Like I was very loyal I'll talk about my elementary school crushes in a minute. There were really two main ones. I'm only really going to mention the first one because it's a funny story, but that was like a flash in the pan. It was over so fast. But even while I was, you know, in love with Kenny, who we (laughs) called Kipper, and my BFF down the street, Jimmy, um, although he wasn't my BFF, is that best friend forever or best female friend? I never know. Well, he was my best male friend. And that so each of those lasted like two to three years, right? But in between there, I would still develop like mini, like you always had your eye on the horizon because especially in elementary school, nothing else is happening. It's not like you're right. dating right. them. Yes. You just like them. So who cares? You can like as many boys as you want. And for me, that was kind of actually the case for me through high school. I really didn't have long-term boyfriends in high school. I had a few crushes some I went on a couple of dates, but I really just didn't date very much. So it was very possible for me to have like someone I was pining over, for years mm-hmm. and then still have like all kinds of interim interests that yeah. would just kind of come and go and i laugh so hard when i go back and read my high school journals because there are entire life cycles of crushes that i have forgotten that like people that i still know like i'm still Facebook yeah. friends with them i'm like wait i had <laughs> i had an interest in that person because they don't register in my memory like it was a fleeting fancy but then over through like throughout it there were the main staples. Yeah. Right. So, okay. I'll go through my elementary school ones that are the most memorable. And the first one is from first grade. Um, this is the one that's just more of a flash in the pan, but it's really funny. I liked a boy named Shane. I remember he was a little toehead and we sat next to each other in first grade. And I, I just remember, and it was like, you know, you remember the classroom setups where it'd be like long, like three long tables Mm -hmm. and the teachers like kind of at the front. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they do that as much anymore, but, um, we sat next to each other. On the left-hand side of the classroom. Like, I still remember like, left of the teacher. And he drew pictures of ducks kissing, like, in crayon, (laughs) and labeled them Megan and Shane, and then passed it to me. And so I was like, oh, I guess this is my boyfriend. So he was my boyfriend for, like, a week. And then I ended up skipping first grade into second grade, but, like, into the class, like, like, a month into the year. And Shane got really mad when he found out, and he put me in a locker. Oh my god Like he shoved me into a locker and shut the door. And I just think about that like (laughs) like what? And how did that even happen and how am I okay now? I don't know. Like it just is so funny that he was so mad at me that I wasn't in his grade anymore that he like threw me in a locker. Also he
0: didn't give you a lot of agency in the choosing of the (laughs) release. He just no, you, he just decided. to do
1: a picture of kissing ducks. And I'm not even sure they were ducks, really. <laughs> in retrospect, he might have just been a terrible artist and they were people with big lips. I don't know. All I know is that Shane probably needed to go see a therapist and work out some of his problems with
0: first grade six-year-old girls. It, it is not okay to put people in lockers in case there is, have any children listening.
1: No, it's not all right. You record. never do that. Never put Megan in a locker. Okay, so second grade, I developed a crush on a boy named Kenny, who we called Kipper. I don't remember why. Like, I don't remember anything about how it started. Um, probably on the playground, as these things do. I remember he had like a shock of red hair, super freckled face, and he was always dirty. <laughs> like his jeans, like his knees of his jeans were always filthy. I just, I just remember like he was kind of this rough and tumble kid. And for whatever reason, Kenny and I liked each other until like probably well into fourth grade, Um, maybe fifth, but I think maybe fourth, like fourth feels like a big um, turning point, right? Mm -hmm. Like between like little and bigger kid. And so I I feel like that was like a second through fourth grade crush. Um, But he called me on the phone once and that was definitely in fourth grade. And I couldn't believe it. Like I picked up the phone and he's like, and he said, hi, it's Kipper. Because Kipper was the name he went by, but like Kenny was his legal Mm -hmm. name. (laughs) And so he is telling me, um, well, he's asking me to go with him. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. Go where? And he kept saying it, like, just go with you want to go with me? And I was like, go where? Where are we going? And I had no idea what he meant. And I finally frustrated him so much. He hung up. He like hung up on me. And then it was just over. And I still I really didn't for quite some time. I did not understand where things had gone wrong. Like I was like, where, where does he want me to go? I don't understand this. Okay. So then all that whole time I had lived two doors down from a boy named Jim, who I called Jimmy. I guess it's, I don't know if everyone did. I think his nickname was Beagle. I don't remember why either, (laughs) but anyway, called him the Beag and uh, silly stuff like that, but like kind of into fifth and sixth grades, he and I were pretty inseparable. Like we hung out all the time more than I really hung out with my female friends And of course, that is when I developed the crush. Right. Um, And he also asked me to go with him. And by this time, I knew what that was. I knew what it meant. But I was so chicken. And I remember I'll never forget it. I was I think on a swing outside my friend Bobby Joe's house. She lived between us. So there was like a yard in between Jimmy's and my yard. And they often had strange things to play in. Like one time they had like a huge Rubbermaid container full of water that we would pretend to swim in but it was like the size of a bathtub I don't know anyway and I think I think they had like a swing set just randomly I don't remember it wasn't there all the time but anyway I'm sitting on the swing and Jimmy's like just go with me and I was like I can't I'm too young I'm not ready like I was freaking out <laughs> it I just, like
0: an after school special or something I know
1: I just felt, I was so afraid it would change everything. And like, we had this great friendship and I was this little kid and I just, I was really young for my age and I just didn't, I just didn't know what to do at all. But then I went to my dad's house this summer between sixth and seventh grades. Um, And I'm pretty sure it was like earlier that year when Jimmy had made his, his move. And that summer I watched a lot of MTV and this would have been 1987 it was a very good summer for romantic ballads, Mm -hmm. as I recall. And as I was watching MTV and watching all these videos, I thought I was so stupid. Why did I say no to Jimmy? He's the love of my life. And so then I was like, I got to get him back. Like, how do I figure this out? And so I spent, you know, the good part of the summer romanticizing and trying to figure out how I was going to make this right and get Jimmy back. But then by the time I got home, it was just too late. Like we were starting junior high and, you know, junior high is when all the elementary schools come together. So there's like a whole new crop of girls. And I was going into like easily the most awkward stage of anyone's life um, for the next two years. And it just never happened. He and I really kind of just, I don't know. I'm not going to say we like fell out of touch or stopped being friends. We just, we just kind of both went our own ways. I think he was a, he was an athlete. I think he played basketball. Um, I was not, it just, we just both moved in different directions and I ended up moving in eighth grade. So it was just like done, but yeah. I always regretted not having given it a go with old Jim because oh, he was a good Jimmy. friend and old I know Beagle. Jimmy, Oh beaks And he's on my Facebook. So he'll pop up every now and then. And I'm like, Oh, Hey there, Jim, what's That's going on? Horrible. Your life looks good. It is. Yeah. It's some, it's, it's like kind of cute to look back at now, but, Love it. um, and then, you know. I know for you, you didn't really talk too much about your high school or middle school crushes specifically. Do you want to go into that? No,
0: I mean, well, so what I remember is finally moving on from my five-year elementary school crush, having lots of different crushes in junior high. And then in high school, I had a pretty serious boyfriend the last two years of high school. So the first two years, yeah, I dated a little bit, had a few crushes. Nothing that felt like, I just remember... like rotating crushes, a lot more variety in junior high and early right. high school than like the elementary school fixation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, and and that's the thing too, things kind of move on and there's just so much activity happening and, and so many, a many opportunities, more
0: real relationships, even if right. you don't have a, a serious relationship, I feel like high school puts you in a pool of people who are learning to have a different kind of relationship than just a crush. You know what I mean? Like, yeah dating Mm -hmm. becomes a thing and like, you know, double dates and people have serious boyfriends. And I remember just kind of like that was like a different world than just giggling with your friends about who you thought was cute. But there was there was it's not like a switch flipped. There's kind of like a gradual entrance into that world.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, like the whole best friend thing, that dynamic kind of stuck. So, um, that loyalty kind of stuck, but then there was a lot, but there was just a lot more other things happening at the same time, like a lot more other opportunities to, I don't know, to like somebody, I Mm -hmm. guess. Most of them, I don't even remember. I actually went to one middle school. So after I left um, Sault Ste. Marie, which is where I grew up, I went to another school for like a year and a half and then ended up moving to the place where I went to high school for three years. So I don't have as many memories from that briefer, Mm -hmm. like eighth, half of eighth and ninth grade. I did have one really good buddy who um, is like friends with my cousin. So I see him sometimes every now and then. And there was a crush there. It was, but it just never really developed into anything. And then when I went to, when I went to the place I ended up at, um, I had two major crushes. And honestly, they're embarrassing to look back at. Like now looking <laughs> back, they were obsessive. Like, first of all, they both were super slow burn. Like I liked them as friends. It took me a long time to decide I liked them as more than friends. But it was kind of like once I flipped that switch, I flipped it so hard. Right. And could not come back from it. And one of them I actually did go on like one date with. I think it was like my first real date where like we went to the movies. And um, it just, I don't remember what happened. It didn't happen. Uh, I think I was rejected in some way. Actually, I do remember what happened. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to hold a grudge, but it was at a cast party at my house oh and after gosh. the sound of music. Yes. And I was like in my own house having a cast party and was rejected. But anyway, we won't develop. We won't uh, think too much on that or dwell on that too much. But, but like, I couldn't let it go. I'm not even sure I liked him anymore, but I was just so like, mad about the fact that, like, it didn't work out, that I couldn't let it go. Well, I think, like,
0: isn't developmentally, isn't that kind of a hallmark of, like, mid-teenage years is, like, things feel world-endingly serious? Yes. I mean, that's I know that's a stereotype of teenagers, but you also have teenagers, and that is, it's, like, they're mature to a certain point, but then their inability to see how this is not, like, the actual end of your, like... (laughs)
1: And there's no, you can't life. logic them out of it. It's like a right. preschooler who is having a fit. You can't, you can't say, oh no, like the fact that this toy broke is not the end. It's right. really going to be okay. That all they see is that they don't have enough life experience yet to right. know that more are coming. Right? right. So when I finally started to kind of like get over that one, um, then I developed a friend on like, or developed a crush on like a best guy friend. And that also lasted a year. Like that lasted well into college. Um, and so it, it was like, like we talked about earlier, it was that loyalty to the crush while still entertaining plenty of boyfriend sure. material right. on the side. It's just, it's just an interesting time of your life when you can do that. And I think high school is pretty unique in that way. Mm-hmm. Like what other times of your life? Do you have the opportunity to feel like you're in love with someone, but also date whoever else you want? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it it right. Just doesn't really happen. That's true. Um, Before we go to break, Sarah, I have to ask, I I can't think of any stories, but I wanted to know if you ever made any overt passes at any of your crushes. And I know you have a story you're going to hang on to. I
0: I think I waited to be pursued when you were talking about the kindergarten kissy game, Chase. I do remember partaking in such chasing
1: And I yes. was
0: laughing when you were saying, like, once you caught them, what what would you do with them? Like, you didn't even right. really want to kiss them. And I do. I just have very vague memories of chasing on the playground and thinking this was hilarious. Um, and the girls seemed to do the chasing, at least in my experience. But again, I don't think we were after anything. And no, right. I was I think I was a. I was a, a decent flirt. I think I was able to make my, you know, make my feelings known in this kind of like shy eyelash batting way, but I was not very brave. I definitely in the early years kind of waited to be pursued, which is maybe why it took five years for my crush to be requited because I was just too shy or too shy is not the right word, but I was like, I was just being uncomfortable with it. I was just waiting. I was waiting patiently.
1: (laughs) So So the funny thing is I also was a waiter. I never I don't remember making any overt um maybe high school. I actually do remember my high school crush getting up the courage to, you know, finally at the age of actually it was after high school. It was like New Year's Eve the year after I graduated or something like that or Christmas break or something. So like I was pretty old when I finally decided to just lay it out there. Until then, I never even was the eyelash batting. Like I didn't even I didn't even know how to be coy. I was like the girl slugging people on the arm and making jokes and like <laughs> wondering why the boys didn't like me. And it was because I didn't act like I wanted anyone to, I think. Like, it's just it's just kind of funny. Like looking back now, what would I do differently? Probably nothing because that was just me and I yeah. don't care. But but at the time I was like, well, why? Right. Because you wanted work?
0: them to like you. And
1: Right. The steel's is not available on their regular website. Go to h i y a h e a l t h dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Sarah. So let's talk about some of our other, like the kinds of crushes, right? And our crush styles. So I already mentioned, and we've kind of talked about this already, but I was not like a flavor of the week type crush haver. Um, I really held on to crushes for a long time except for like the kind of the transient crushes that kind of came through um, in high school. But I'm just wondering if you had like a crush style. And just dis- despite saying, you know, that I had like the occasional one-off crush and that most of mine were pretty long-term, I am able to really hold on to a romantic interest, it turns out, beyond like hope and reason And all reasonability. Yeah. Yeah. But I also never really bothered developing crushes on boys I saw as unattainable. And I think that is a very different style. Like I know a lot of girls in high school would they would have a crush on the most popular boy or the cutest guy or whatever. I might be like, I might admire them and think, wow, that he's really good looking. But I didn't care. I was way more likely to develop serious attachments to boys I had already spent a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like the familiarity and comforter, the comfort level was really important. And then that actually made it worse when they didn't like me back. Right. Cause right. it's not like, Oh, they were attainable. it's not safe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's attainable. Yeah, so It's, it's, it's not somebody I could never get. It's someone I, I always kind of thought I would. <laughs> and then when you don't, you're like, Oh, yeah. So I'm curious if you had, like a style. Yeah.
0: That. I think there were a few different styles that emerged. Um, a couple of my crushes, both one in elementary and one in high school would definitely have fallen under that, like pretty much like the cute popular boy that everyone liked, but I still like, I still liked them anyway. So like almost the cliche crush. Um, yeah. but that wasn't always the case. Sometimes it was somebody a little more under the radar. Like you explained. Um, I think I have always had crushes on people who were pretty different from me. And that's true of like my platonic friendships as well. I'm always drawn to people who are, uh, let's see, a little bit more like free spirited, a little bit more creative, a little bit less of a rule follower. So like I a lot of the boys I had crushes on were not like they were not bad, like getting arrested like every weekend or anything but they definitely were not as much on the straight and narrow as I was. And I think that was definitely because I needed like a little bit, you know, I needed to not be paired up with somebody who was also as rigid and rule followy as myself. Um, I just am like having memories of a couple of older boy crushes in early high school where I don't think like, it would have been like you and Jimmy on the swings where if they had shown actual interest, I would have been like, oh no, I, I cannot. Like, I remember this one boy who was like, I was 14 and I looked 11 when I was 14 and he was 17 or 18 and looked 30. Like he had like a a beard and he was in my Latin class and like, he was really tall and big. And I was this like, and I don't know that that was a crush or that I enjoyed being kind of like the kid sidekick. And I thought, that I, w- you know, I kind of flirted a little or like was playing around with this, like, can I be friends with someone who seems so much older? So th- I, there was a little bit I think that was a type also of like getting the attention of someone much more mature, but not really wanting it to be much more than attention, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, totally. And then the final type that I we have not even talked about, but with your years in theater, I'm sure you have experienced is the crush showmances. on a- Showmances? Well, well, showmances, but you had more theater, so there were more options. Yes. I was a ballet dancer. No, I mean the type of crush on a boy who doesn't like girls. And I had oh. many crushes on boys and later young men who were never going to find me attractive in that way. And I just adored them. And there's sort of like a a growing awareness. Um, But I can think back to when I had no idea what was going on and then later did have an idea what was going on and still had crushes on them. So, yeah,
1: there's that. So that is such a, that is such a, I mean, that's story. (laughs) Tale as old as time, right? I mean, movies are written with that into the plot line. And I don't think, I don't think I did because I think that, um, where I went to high school, people were still very closeted. Mm. I, I would be, I'm very curious to know now, like I can't think of anyone who did theater with me then, um, that I would have misjudged, right. um <laughs> uh, their persuasion. But now that I'm thinking back to the like summer camp theaters, I did like in a bigger school district area with like, more feeder schools coming into those programs and stuff. I bet you there were some. I just don't remember them.
0: Well, I uh, mine were always a product of the university because we did a lot of collaboration. Uh, so by the time they were in college, they they were out and proud. And I still just thought they were so <laughs> adorable. Like, And this is when I'm like 16 maybe and they're 19. Right. It wasn't like the age difference wasn't that big a deal. But because they were in a university environment in California yeah. in the late 90s, I do think that there was more acceptance. And they were, I mean, they were dance majors. Like, so I don't know what I was missing, like what, what kind of signs were missing, but many of those crushes over the years.
1: But isn't that funny? Cause I think it shows you how, how really crushes are not necessarily about romance at all. Mm -hmm. They're, they're often infatuation or admiration tied up in these conflicted feelings. Like you don't know what to do with it. So you think you're in love with them, but really you just think they're great sometimes, you know, and Mm -hmm. even if you know that it's not a thing, it's not going to happen, um, you can still crush on them. I mean, I just think there's lots of ways to have a crush. So, Um, well, that's a great segue actually into the next um, question for you. And you'll go first on this one, Sarah, which is, did you regularly develop like crushes on celebrities or musicians? And this is like typical, like just the most classic you can't have them. So why do you bother? Right. But yeah. maybe that's why you bother.
0: Yes. Uh, There's right. no risk. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. I would say, yes, I thought I wasn't ever super into music. And so actually, except I, I had some guy friends and boyfriends who were musicians. So I remember crushing on real life musicians, but not famous musicians. Cause I just wasn't like a rock band groupie type. I, that wasn't the type of music I listened to but movie stars for sure and i watched a lot of movies between like age 12 or 13 through high school and we've talked on this show how i was like a little pop culturally delayed cuz my parents were really strict about what i watched so i you know i wasn't allowed to watch 90210 or melrose place and i was like kind of deprived until probably 7th or 8th grade and then i really consumed a lot of of movies especially i loved going to see movies so i can remember many I don't think crush is the right word though. You know, I, I, looking back, I just think I had a very specific type of actor who I thought was so cute and would just want, you know, want to watch them in anything, but crush, I never like had posters on my walls or like did my binder with their face. Like, and I didn't think (laughs) like, I didn't dream about them at night. So no, I, I started out saying yes, because I remember like Jonathan Brandis in the soccer movie Ladybugs. That's so embarrassing. Oh, but he was so my cute. Goodness. Um, and then later. He was very cute. <laughs> later they got older. Like I loved Tom Cruise. And he was. He's 20 years older than me. And I loved. I yeah. um, don't know who else. Um, but I don't think. The way some girls have movie star crushes. I don't think that's really how it was. It was more. I just thought they were really, really cute. But I didn't um, right. pine the you way. Admire, you writing, admired them. Yeah. I was not writing fan letters. Or like they weren't keeping me up at night.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, again, this is like why crush is such a weird word, because what does it even mean? And, and I think um, I, I have never been someone to have fangirl tendencies like that's just not me. I'm not someone who has gotten so into a band that like I follow them around the country and like have their, you know, save all their press clippings and things. And I know that's a very specific interest that a lot of people have. It's, it's pretty universal, especially like in middle and high school. Yeah. And I just was never like that. Like I liked who I liked just enough. Like yeah. I listened to their music, but that was about it. But I have like three specific, um, three specific exceptions that I remember really well. And I ha- it's, I'm it's i laughing so hard that you're talking about Jonathan Brandis because that just <laughs> shows your age. And for me, what who would have been like the equivalent at the time that I was like in seventh and eighth grade was Fred Savage. Uh-huh. So I just think if you were listening to this and you're like 35, maybe you're <laughs> thinking, what are you? Fred Savage was like a heartthrob. Let me tell you what, if you were like a teenage girl, you know, in the uh, Woolworths magazine section in 1989 or 1990, all you would see was Fred Savage. He was on every cover, Tiger Beat, Teen Beat, all of them, every month.
0: Because of Wonder Years at that time, right?
1: Yes, because of Wonder Years. That was what put him on the scene. Yeah. And then that, you know, got him through probably his teen years. And then he went on and did a lot of other stuff. And I think Fred Savage is great, but like, he doesn't come across as someone now no. who would have been like a heartthrob then. And he totally was. So
0: I wonder if it was like, it was almost like your initiation into even the concept of a heartthrob. It's like, it didn't matter who was on the right. magazine. It was just, it was just Fred happened to be the boy de jour for the record. Uh, ladybugs is 1992. So you were 14, right? Yeah, We're just ahead. but that would
1: have been that would have been too young for me, though. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. There's right. that subtle. Yeah, that subtle like cutoff. Yeah. And Jonathan Brandis was like a cute little guy, but like not. Yeah, he was not my age range. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So the three exceptions I remember um, are very, very diverse. So the first one is Davy Jones from the monkeys.
0: Okay. That's my mom's Um, crush. And that makes no sense because my mom's 25 years older than you.
1: Well, this is why the story is funny. (laughs) So in the eighties, Nick at night brought, like brought back the monkeys TV show and aired it. And I was just getting really into Nick at night. Like I watched so many old shows Uh when Nick at night was like a big thing in the, it was like the mid to late eighties. Like I'm going to say 86, 87, 88 in there somewhere. And so when I was maybe a little bit earlier, maybe like 85, um, and so like around the age of eight or nine, I developed a huge crush on Davy Jones, not knowing those shows were like 20 plus years old. That's so funny. I thought Davy Jones was still like in his 20s because that's how he looked on the show. And then the Monkees did a revival tour. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I think actually this, I think it was like 86, like the, the monkeys had a revival tour. It was right around the time their show started being on, on, um, on the networks again in syndication and they, well, yeah, it was like 1986. They had a couple singles out, like they were hot again for like a brief moment. Right. you my family is big into monkeys culture. Like we have every album. Um, I know probably every deep cut monkey song there is. I've, I saw them twice in concert with my well, the two remaining yeah, live ones. I remember this now, yeah, with my brothers and sister um, a couple of years ago. So like, we're big fans, but I was a little kid. I had no idea. Like, you could have told me they just cut this album yesterday. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known the difference. And I saw a magazine. Actually, I think it was at the back of a Cheerios box. Like, I think this oh is like a gosh. deep dive now. But I pull up this Cheerios box. I'm pretty sure. And there's a picture of the monkeys now. Oh my god! Like with all their tour information, and I'm like, but he's old. <laughs> that was when I realized that Davy Jones was, you know, by that point probably in his mid 40s, yeah. and I was so sad. Like, really, it, I really took it hard. Um, and then the other two, really quick, the guy from the Obsession ad, probably like 1990, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know who that guy was. Uh, I don't know who the model was, but I that's the only poster I've ever put on a wall. That's
0: funny. Cause like I only that. remember thinking Christy Turlington was so pretty in those because that's the same series yeah. of ads, right?
1: Yep. I, I was think so. looking at her. <laughs> well, I just, and I, it not only was he on my wall actually above my bed, the bedroom I had was like the second floor with like one of those weird slanty ceilings. Uh-huh. And I had the poster on the ceiling above my head, which was only like four <laughs> feet above my head. And I would just lay there and look at it and be like, I don't know something about I just something about the shoot, something about the black and it was like black yeah. and white I yeah. think. I mean and, I,
0: I very much remember the look of that whole
1: Yeah. Campaign. Yeah. And I think it was just like I was 13 and an awakening to the idea that like the male physique could be quite lovely to look right. at whereas before I had not cared. So right. yeah. And then I had a little fixation on Shaquille O'Neal for a while.
0: Okay, just so, uh, I just saw this in the outline and I'm dying. Um, <laughs> uh, because it's so random, but also I would, I had an obsession with the NBA in general when I was 12, oh. 13 years old. So okay. I had a poster of Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal was a big deal for a he few was. years there and I had his poster, but I was more into basketball in general and the NBA and I loved David Robinson of the Spurs and that was- David Robinson was my NBA crush, but I'm cracking up that Shaquille O'Neal was so- your celebrity crush.
1: I didn't care anything about basketball at all, really. I mean, I was aware of the NBA. I, you know, I, I would like, I like, kind of followed along, um, but I always just thought he. First of all, he was like seven foot tall. He was like a giant, seven
0: two. I and think. I was intrigued yeah. by that. Yes, me seven too. Seven two.
1: Okay, and I was very intrigued by that. But he also just had the nicest smile. I just remember thinking, like, he just seems like a guy who would be a really good boyfriend. <laughs> That's all like, I don't know. Other than that, like that was my Shaq attack. Is, <laughs> I don't know. It was just, that is he was a really big deal. And he was in a, he was in a movie about being a genie or maybe uh-huh. this is one of those like no. things that we all think was real. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is not the Mandela effect. Cause I know we can have a whole show about the Mandela effect at some point. We'll but link to that
0: article. Yeah.
1: It's either Sinbad or Shaquille O'Neal that was in a movie about a genie and people mess it up all the time.
0: I think it's, I actually think it was it. Sinbad. Okay.
1: Well, well, we'll solve that mystery later. Anyways, I know we need to move on, but um, yeah, that was my, that was the most recent celebrity crush for me. That is okay. Amazing. So, all right. So it wouldn't be a childhood crush episode without some embarrassing stories. So, so before we get into like the most embarrassing stories, let's just briefly talk about Valentine's Day. I know you have like a major win that happened on Valentine's Day and- the, um, the whole reason I started thinking about this episode topic was because I was at an antique store not too long ago, and I picked up some, like, vintage 1930s and 40s Valentines. And first of all, it's, like, so cute because they're all from, like, Gladys and Ethel and oh, stuff like that, yeah. but, which is adorable. But also, you can totally tell that some of them were filled up by someone's mom. Like, the... Because... Oh. The handwriting is so lovely and perfect. And like, it just doesn't seem like, you know, Bob actually did that in second grade. But it also got me thinking about Valentine's Day in elementary school and how I know for my school and probably most um, of us who are in this age range, anywhere from, you know, 20s up to 40s were kind of like you just had to bring everyone a card. You didn't get to choose. Yeah. Right. But it, there was like a party. So everybody got a card. And then in high school, my school did carnation sales and cookie deliveries and like all these different things were by which you could bestow favor Mm -hmm. on someone. Um, So I'm curious how seriously you took like which Valentine you gave to which person and how did you participate in those things? And I'll just go briefly and say I had so much angst like you would buy a bottle, uh, a box of the Valentines and there'd be four different messages. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And then you'd want to make sure that your crush got the most meaningful one, Mm -hmm. but then you didn't want any other kid to get that one Mm -hmm. because then it would have taken the meaning away, right? So there weren't enough Valentine's left in the box if you were too picky. So sometimes I'd ask my mom to get like two boxes and then I could cherry pick like which ones I wanted to go to whom, or I'd like draw a silly little doodle on my crush's Valentine to make it more special. But then I was still too shy to say anything overt. Like I would never put X and O.
0: Right. Well, and remember like choosing the conversation hearts, like they, they couldn't say something embarrassing. And some of them were like downright racy. I don't even remember how, but like, no, they were, they were.
1: And the, and the whole other thing with the, um, when they were coming back my way, I remember like a crush giving me a card and like, you know, I'm just giving an example here. It would say you're ducky, but I really wanted the one that said like my heart quacks for you, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And the funny thing about it is I bet those boys spent literally zero seconds thinking about it. Zero. Zero seconds. I mean, same thing with all the like the high school carnation sales and all those things. Like I spent so much time and money strategically figuring out who to bestow these upon and like what message to put that was just like struck just the right tone. And I promise you no one thought about it. Well, you were,
0: you were a communications professional in training. You understood (laughs) like that well-chosen words can make a difference. And you, you Mm -hmm. know, you were a writer at heart. Um, yeah, well, we're, we're not like, we've skipped over the big thing for me. Right. Which is that Valentine's day is my birthday. So this is a very loaded childhood experience for me, um, in many ways. So yeah, I relate to everything you said about choosing the right Valentine's, um, anyone in the class who knew it was my birthday and like scrawled a chicken scratch like and happy birthday on the little square. I just thought that was like it wasn't even a crush thing. I just immediately liked them better because I I spent most of elementary school feeling like my school birthday experience was overshadowed by Valentine's Day. I never really felt that After like sixth grade, I I enjoy having a birthday on Valentine's Day. But in elementary school, everybody else got like kind of their own, not party, but like their mom would bring cupcakes or treats or whatever to the class on their birthday. And mine was already this giant party. It was, you know, overshadowed. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess the point is, in general, there was a lot of angst and thought about how much I was getting paid attention to on my birthday. That was also Valentine's day. That's that's oh. a suck. like, do you know what I mean? Like I, I kind of a complicates
1: it, things. It complicates yeah.
0: things. Like I wanted to feel special beyond the classroom parties. And I also actually really thought it was special to have a Valentine birthday. So I wanted like, I wanted people to know it was my birthday. I don't know how else to explain it. And that is both crushes and non crushes. I just wanted, like I wanted to be seen. Um, But my, my like, victory Valentine story is fifth grade. When I was popular, when I had had the same crush for five years, um, my crush gave me a Valentine uh, on Valentine's day that said, will you go around with me? So I guess in California, <gasps> we were saying go around with not just go with, it makes no more oh. sense than yours. it still, <laughs> it still means nothing. And then it said, PS, don't tell anyone who would tell my mom or my dad or my sister. So it was both the crowning achievement of being requited, but also please don't tell anyone. But also like really kind of, you know, not the best effort. I'm embarrassed. (laughs) I don't want anyone to know. But actually, I do remember. That is so funny some other in the in the weeks and months that followed. That was a very sweet little fifth grade romance. And I think there were some other cards or like a little poem or something. I was I was floating above the ground with that requited crush. And then later in high school, I had some very romantic Valentine, you know, gifts. And I was very spoiled. But what's funny is I never thought about doing anything for anyone else on Valentine's Day. And I'm still a terrible Valentine because it's my birthday. So I don't want to do it.
1: I, mean, right. I don't
0: want to rom- romance anyone else. I want it to be all about me.
1: I think Valentine's Day is a huge disappointment for most people. Agreed. Honestly. And so I can't, like, I'm sure, I do, actually, I do think Kenny from fourth grade, sec- second through fourth grade, I believe in fourth grade, he did give me a slightly more romantic Valentine. And I don't remember now what was special about it. I just have this kind of memory. Other than that, I would say most Valentine's Days for me have just been just kind of another day. Like I just, I don't really remember any, including when I was married, including when I was dating people. I just don't really remember anyone ever quite knowing how to go all out on it. You yeah. know, and it's, it's almost yeah.
0: like when when one does, whether that's like young adulthood or high school or college, right. it almost feels like uh, I don't know how to say right. this. Like it's like almost cringy in a way. It's like it's embarrassing. We, it is or it's embarrassing. Yeah. Which is why I highly recommend being born on Valentine's Day, because it is a festive time and there are there's chocolate and wine involved, if you yeah. wish. Um it is very hard to get a dinner reservation, I will say. Like every year we're like, God, not in COVID times, but like we just want to go out to dinner for my birthday and like, Oh yeah. So does everybody else on the planet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I I have a memory of eating really crappy steak at a Chili's <laughs> while pregnant on <laughs> Valentine's day because we didn't make reservations. I was so grumpy because when you're pregnant, you just want to eat a good steak. Right. Yep. So, yeah. But I, if anyone could just go back in time and be born on Valentine's I think that's a good strategy. I recommend it. Okay. So we've got one last question. Um, that was a, you know, we talked a little bit about embarrassing stuff, and basically, this whole episode's been kind of embarrassing, right? But let's talk about really embarrassing or like dejecting crush memories. And Sarah, you can go first on this one. I just feel like I have so many. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll choose wisely. Okay. You so go first.
0: We were talking about this before we recorded, I think yesterday, and you told a story that reminded me of this story, but I'll tell mine first. And it basically involves like, thinking someone's going to say something nice to you and then realizing they're about to say something mean to you. It's almost like out of like a snarky Disney show or something like it's like oh, it, anyway. Yeah. But um, in sixth grade, it was the fashion. This was 1990, 91. Um, so bike shorts as fashion were a thing, bike shorts and yes. perhaps a uh, hyper color t-shirt or some oh, other yes. like hypercolor. t-shirt. Yeah. And um, I wore bike shirts a lot. I think I just had like three pairs and I just rotated them and then I would wear a t-shirt over them. Um, but I was not probably paying very much attention to the way my butt looked because I was eleven, right? So I'm still like a right. kid. And a boy that I had a crush on, not the first through fifth grade one, but a, a sixth grade crush. Um came up to me and said something about VPL do you know what VPL is and I did not and it meant visible panty line (gasps) and it basically just meant you could see my underwear through my bike shorts a little
1: boy Uh, said that yeah uh, my crush said that I mean That's something I've read in magazines, but I didn't know it was called a VPL. Well, I will never, I will
0: never not know that.
1: And I don't know exactly how see-through
0: we were talking. My guess is that you could literally just see the seam of my underwear as one does because everyone's wearing bike shorts as fashion. This is an accepted like casualty of bike shorts as fashion is you're going to see underwear. I'm sure
1: he was looking for something to comment on too. It's not like you were egregious. Yeah. In your panty lines. You know what I mean? Oh, I my goodness.
0: was mortified. Um,
1: that that was is the terrible. one that came
0: up. And you know what? Later, I think he and I even, I mean, sixth grade, you don't really date, but he and I palled around a little bit later in sixth grade. I think he even requited my crush, but not in that moment. He was pretty mean. Or oh. it's also possible that was kind of toward the end of us palling around a little bit. And he was like, Oh, uh, and think then that, that was might like the be final true. blow. Yeah. Like he started to be mean to me. And I was like, Well, I guess this is over. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh so that's the only oh one goodness. I remember I'm
0: sure there were other embarrassing things for sure Ugh. that's the one I remember
1: that's really I'm sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> well okay so I have three and I'll, I'll do the, the first two pretty quick because they're just kind of silly so remember I talked about Jimmy earlier in yep. sixth grade a new girl moved to town her name was Regina and I swear to you maybe it was fifth grade fifth or sixth I swear to you she was like seven foot tall she looked like a woman And much like you, when I was 11, I looked like I was seven, right? So there was very, (laughs) I was outmatched in every possible way. And she took an interest in Jimmy and I thought had stolen his heart. I'm sure. I don't know. He probably just was confused and didn't know what was going on. And one day I like somehow wound up tag-alonging home with them from school because he just lived two doors down from me. And I wound up like walking with them. And it was super awkward because I could tell she wanted me to bug off. But like, I couldn't because I was walking in the same direction and she referred to me as a child and I just wanted to die. Like, I just remember being so, so embarrassed and just wanting to die. And you know, I'd like to punch her. Um, yeah. Seventh grade. I went to a dance where a boy who I believe was named Sean, but I can't really be sure. I I don't really remember. Um, agreed. This is all by proxy, but through a, through a proxy, (laughs) agreed to be my boyfriend at the beginning of the dance, then avoided me throughout the dance and then broke up with me through a different proxy at the end of the dance.
0: Oh, that was fast.
1: And I actually think he thought it was a different Megan. Like, honestly, I'm thinking he got himself in. It was like, oh wait, no, not her. And then like took the dance, the time of the dance to think about it and then figured out a different friend who could break it off. But it was such an embarrassing dance because I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, my first middle school, junior high dance. I'm going to have a boy to dance with. And then he wouldn't even come near me. And so that was awful. That is It was terrible. terrible. And then also in either seventh or eighth grade, there was this boy in my class who was so cute and he was kind of a jerk. And like, I have sp- very other specific memories of him being a jerk, but he was so cute. So it was one of those like fleeting crushes. But he came up to me in gym class, which this is the first time he'd ever approached me. Right. And Talked to me, which so I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's talking to me. Oh my goodness.
0: And he said,
1: <laughs> Hey, do you know that um, you're my treasure? And I was like, What? And he's like, Yeah, I, I just found treasure when I found you. And I was like, Oh, what? And I'm like, Embarrassed and blushing. And he said, Yeah, because you're sunken chest. Oh, first of, of all, that's horrible. It's a great burn. However, <laughs> I was extremely flat chested. I, like, again, I still looked like a fourth grader and it was in gym class and he was super cute and popular. And That's I really, that it is was like so out of a traumatic. Movie. It was awful. And I was like really awkward and like, didn't know how to talk to boys or anybody really at that age. And like, he just called me out to make fun of me in the middle, just in front of other people too. Ugh. So it was a great burn, but he really got me and I would like to punch him as well. I think I'm going to yeah. go find my yearbook and figure out what his name actually was and, and go find him and punch him.
0: That is, I mean, he deserves a punch. Seriously, even if it's 30 years later.
1: Yeah, but good burn. I mean, <sighs> like it's a witty joke, but it makes me sad. It just makes me sad thinking about little me because yeah. I was just so dumb. <laughs> I, just, I didn't even know that this boy walking up did not want to talk to me to be nice. You know what I mean? Like that was the, yeah. the real clincher of it. Like you give people that, um, that like, Open hearted, like hi, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just got totally slammed. Oh man, I would never go back to seventh and eighth grade. But no. I do feel like this was a little bit cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. I, think so. I laughed funny.
0: a lot. Me too. I, I think Me too. <laughs> I, I thought of some <laughs> stories we didn't even tell. That's what that's what these memories are like, is you're like, oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that other time. So
1: yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Well, I suppose um, we should tease up the next real episode. That's not just us talking about our you know, middle school and, and elementary school crushes.
0: Yes. Well, let's do that. And anybody who's stuck around this far, we love having these silly Sundays with you for the more than mom episodes. Um, but coming up on Tuesday, we are going to be talking about food and feeding our families in this 2021 which turns out we're pretty much 12 months into a pandemic so we we love to return to the theme of feeding a family several times a year because turns out they always need to eat and our homes are always evolving in terms of how we're meal planning and grocery shopping and dealing with constant snacking and there's just a lot different this year so now that the holidays are behind us we're going to talk about feeding our families coming up on tuesday so megan this was fun thanks for putting this together and we'll talk to everybody soon